Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Space Time. This week, Zach Hall sat down with Amy Shear Title. She's a space flight historian and author of a new book, Fighting for Space. Hope you guys enjoy. Cool. Well, I'll do a little bit of an introduction of myself to you so you kind of know who I am and everything yeah. since we're meeting for the first time. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll kick it off. Um, so, so my background right now, uh, I'm, I've created a site called spaceexplored.com and it's all, um, you know, what's happening now, uh, historically and then kind of over the next decade in, in space exploration. Um, and I started in February with that. I, I got interested in space last November through attending a NASA social. Um, oh, nice. Which I, one? I, I, it was uh, Commercial Resupply Mission 19. So it was, yeah. it was a SpaceX launch uh, yeah. back in December. And being around just like super smart space people, uh, and I didn't know anything about anything that we were there for, was really motivating for me. Um, my For the past 10 years, I've been an Apple reporter for 9to5Mac.com. And so like, for example, yesterday there was an Apple event. And our job is to know everything that's coming at the event before um, so I'm usually kind of an expert in my field, but in the space stuff, I was like, just so brand new. And I came home from that experience and I just wanted to like learn as much as possible and catch up and then, and then help share kind of stories of what's happening now to more people. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, so it's, it's really neat. Uh, and, and the first time I saw one of your videos was in, um, a, a rocket science class at Infinity Science Center. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. At, at Infinity Science. Yeah. We've got Center Space Center here in Mississippi. Yeah. And um, they've got Infinity Science Center and, and they do some outreach stuff there. Nice. And um, it, it was part of the presentation of like a history of rocket stuff. You know, it's like. That's yeah. awesome. I love that I've ended up in an education center. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's museum. always my favorite. When it's like you're, you're, you're being put to, to like helping people. Yeah. So when I saw you had a book coming out, I was like, oh, that's so cool. I pre-ordered it and everything. And um, this is so this is a neat opportunity. Um, cool. Yeah. For, for folks who might not know you, um, can you kind of give an introduction of who you are and what you do? Yeah, I guess the introduction that I usually uh, give myself is uh, the professional one is that I am a uh, space flight historian, author, YouTuber, public speaker, and occasional TV personality. Cool. And the more uh, relaxed one I do is that I am a, uh, what's it, a professional space history nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I just get to be nerdy about space for a living. Yeah, it's so cool to do what you love yeah. for your, as your job. Yeah, right? it's super fun. <laughs> That's so neat. Um, I've been getting to go to rocket launches and call it work lately, and it's just amazing. Yeah, uh, and, and, and you know, have conversations like this one. Um, so, so another thing before we get to the book is, is your YouTube channel is is Vintage yeah. Space, but you're changing. Yeah. You're in the process of going to a Vintage Space, which I think is super cool. It's like, yeah, um, you know, broadening and more open and more inviting. Yeah. So, what's that yeah. like for you? It's been fun. I mean, it's so funny that like I, I kind of go into this with like this big idea of you know, we're broadening it. We're kind of making it more all ca- like catch on mid-century and stuff. Um, but I'm still just like inexorably drawn to space stuff. Sure. So I'm like trying to balance it with some more aviation, which is like still pretty close to space. Um, but it's I mean, this is the stuff I want to get more into. There's also some like, you know, more cultural stuff coming up. But it's space is just like I, I keep I keep. Be having getting hit with this like space is what I know space is like what all my books are where I know my way around the archives like it's so it's it's not easy but like it's easier so it's uh yeah. it's been it's been fun but it's been nice too I think part of the rebrand is making videos that are a lot longer um 
I just recorded one about the Gemini Regalo wing, which is this thing. Awesome. Um, and I have, I'm about to go to one about why there's two versions of the Apollo Command module being built in at the same time. Um, and they're both going to be like 40 minutes long. So it's really fun to also like dive into a full, like a full topic as opposed yeah. to just like a, a brief little look. Um, so I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's been kind of fun. It's really cool. And space is such a clever, I mean, to go from vintage space to, to a vintage space is so clever. Cause the vintage space, Oh, the vintage space, so the vintage space, my notes are <laughs> yeah. wrong. Um, so, so to go from that is like using yeah. space as a space as we know it out in space to like, yeah. this is an area that we hang out and yeah. you know, all things. Yeah. That was kind of the, actually that was the, I have a, I think there's still up on my channel. I don't even know, but that was like the original idea of the blog was meant yeah. to be like, vintage things in space but also a space for vintage things so yeah getting like 10 years later after doing like nothing but space for 10 years kind of getting <laughs> back into that is like oh now i get to go but there's there's also that weird thing of like i have 10 years and two books under my belt and like yeah. in space like this is my expertise it feels really weird to then like start looking at architecture and stuff i'm like <laughs> sure. i don't know how to do this as well and it's like it's weirdly it's it's a little bit nerve wracking to take on things that are out of my wheelhouse, but like that's why I'm trying to find the things that have like a root in space or mid century. Right. Cause like I do know a lot about that topic. So then at least I'm coming from a place of like knowledge as opposed to like, I found this thing once. Let me <laughs> claim expertise. Like I don't want to be that person. Right. Like, those people on the internet. There's, <laughs> there's enough faux experts on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and going from a decade of Apple reporting to now, you yeah. know, just getting into space, I'm finding the same thing. And it's like, um, I, I love when there's overlap in technology and what's happening in space because um, yeah. we kind of get to share our audiences there. Yeah. Um, but like the commonality for me is my my draw to technology has always been like the the the, uh, the people impact, you know, uh, right. how it actually not just what it is, but how it affects lives. Yeah, and, and so those those experiences are helping me now in the space world where it's like, you know, space abstractly, you know, right. it's a million things, but like the people that are working in space, um, that's where I'm super interested. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really neat. Um, and you know, a decade of space experience for you, like what, what got you interested there and what, you know, your, what's your kind of path to, to getting in that field? Yeah. Um, well, it all started when I was seven years old, um, mm-hmm. I was researching, I did a, I can't, I don't remember if I was assigned it or picked it, but we yeah. had to do a science project and I ended up doing a project on Venus, which I thought was just so cool because cool. it's like the earth, but on fire spins backwards and has no moons. And it's like, the same but different and it's like right there and you can see it without a telescope which i thought was just like my little tiny mind was just like, um <laughs> so i have this book yeah yeah I, yeah it was it was just wild to me and i could like i learned to pick it out so i'm like oh i can see that it's always that one it was so neat mm-hmm. so i got this book a thousand one facts about space which is on my bookshelf still um and it had like a two-page spread of every planet i think it got like the scholastic book fairs back in the day. Yes. Um, and the, the two-page spread on the moon had a little drawing of two astronauts um, in front of a lunar module. And I'm from Canada. So uh-huh. it's not like NASA's everywhere in Canada. I sort sure. of saw this and I was like, oh my God, people went to the moon? Why didn't nobody tell me? <laughs> it was just like, like, I couldn't believe it. And I was just obsessed. And then it didn't help. It didn't hurt that uh, three years after that, um, Apollo 13 came out and I've okay. always been a Tom Hanks fan because big is a fantastic movie. Uh-huh. So you put, you put Tom Hanks in space and like my little, my 10 year old brain can kind of put together like, Oh, there's a human element here. There's stories to be told. Yeah. So I started reading all the memoirs, all the biographies, all the stuff. And like, you know, gradually found a way to make it work for me professionally. Um, my, my undergrad degree was in history of science awesome. and yeah. I managed to find like the one school, I think in the world that offers an undergraduate 
master, like an undergraduate degree in history of science. So got to do history made of science and master's in science technology studies, hated academia, and was like, what if we just do the fun stuff of academia, which is like the researching and the digging, but like the fun stuff of sharing it with people. So I started yeah. the blog. And then the blog kind of spiraled into whatever my life has become in the last 10 years. Yeah, we're like in an, an amazing age where um, the opportunities that we're afforded through technology yeah. – you wouldn't dream of them. And then like when we were little kids, we wouldn't think of like, what do you want to be in your grow up? Um, you know, this wasn't one of the yeah. options. <laughs> no, no. Uh, author and YouTuber was definitely right. not something that I would ever think that I would want to be, but, um, and it's not necessarily something I want to be now. Uh, you living off YouTube is like kind of terrifying and the worst, but, sure. yeah. um, it's great that I've been able to do it in various ways and like take on all these, like I've always been self-employed which is nice too because when mm-hmm. contracts come up or when other jobs come up like i can explore things yeah it's really fun yeah. really neat yeah that's awesome um so let's talk about the book yeah. i i uh i had pre-ordered it and this was an opportunity <laughs> i love it that's so cool it, how, how cool is it to, like to hold the physical version of what you created pretty neat i will say when i first got like we got the review copies which are always a little bit smaller and yeah like, like the, when i got like the final hardcover i looked at it and i was like this thing is huge. <laughs> sure, like, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I put it up next to my first book, and I'm like, it looks like this one could eat the other one. And so, yeah, yeah. I went over my word limit by a lot, but they didn't oh. say anything. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you guys like like 600 something words. Um, I I'm an audiobook person, and so I got to listen yeah. to you read it to me. Oh, nice, <laughs> so nice. I loved that. Yeah, yeah I, I pre-ordered the yeah. ebook, and then I, uh, yeah, I don't have the physical book, but then I was like, you know, yeah. I'm not a fast reader, and I'm like, I need, I, I'm gonna have to like listen to this one, and it was so enjoyable oh, yeah. because it's like full of oh, just yeah. of, of stories that like my first reaction after finishing it was like okay when's the movie come out because <laughs> this should be on screen in some form yeah. i mean obviously youtube but yeah. you know like that's like, that's a that's a separate that's a separate conversation that's like <laughs> actually become incredibly stressful in my life <laughs> here, okay yeah. good 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 to hear though good stress <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So um, hopefully we'll see yeah. what happens with it. Right. Um, yeah. so, some things that I found, uh, I just wrote down some notes throughout listening. Yeah. Um, tantalizingly close, which is t- to me, it's like the idea that um, these two test pilots uh, were, were always kind of on the edge of, of, you know, being in the, in the place where they, they deserve to be, which is, you know, astronaut candidates and and it's so close. Like if you were just looking at it in today's world, you see the steps that they're taking. Those are the steps to end up as astronauts. Right. Um, but that's not the story that happens. Um, so so kind of explain who, who the two test pilots are. And um, yeah. yeah. So these two, these two main, the main women, Jackie and Jerry, are two pretty remarkable women. Um, insofar as they they were able to kind of echo out a living and echo out a name for themselves in the very male-dominant world of aviation. And, right. I mean, you can probably hear it when you listen to it. I'm very much a Jackie <laughs> fan. Um, but Jackie, especially because she learned to fly as an adult, um, she picked it up, she had natural affinity for it, and within a decade became the standout pilot in the country, not male or female, just like the standout pilot. You know, she's on she's picking awards that the president is going to give for aviation. I mean, she was at that echelon so quickly and that gave her so many opportunities to learn how to fly a jet from Chuck Yeager. And, you know, she knew everybody. Um, And with, with Jerry, you know, she grew up in a different era. She's 25 years younger. She learned to fly after the war or during the war, really. 
mm-hmm. um, when aviation was accessible to people. But her challenge was more that, you know, it wasn't just a male-dominant world. Now there's all these military pilots home from the war that who's, who's going to get the flying job? The girl who's got like a couple hundred hours or the guy who survived combat? Right. Um, so the two of them had both go through this, this incredible run of having to prove themselves in their field, even though like, you know, we know now, I mean, we wouldn't question it now, but you know, they had to prove that they were as good as their male counterparts. Mm -hmm. And Jerry just happened to be the right place at the right time to take the medical tests that the astronauts took, which she felt qualified her for space flight. But in reality is like, you took a medical test. There's a lot more to being an astronaut at the era than just a medical test. So even though you kind of watch her going through all these steps and you see how she's leading to it, not only was she not really doing the right qualification tests to get to her ultimate goal, she kind of put a lot of emphasis on that, um, she's also fighting this insane beast of male-dominant America in the early 1960s, right? And I think it's it's such a, to make that distinction is very clear, um, you know, this is, pre-second wave feminism. This is before, you know, women's live. So the idea of her even wanting to take the further testing to see if she could actually, you know, gain that test pilot scale that she didn't have because she wasn't a test. She'd never flown a jet. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the main requirements for astronauts. And then you have Jackie on the other side. She's the only woman that actually meets the qualifications for the astronauts, but she's too old. Right. So you have these two women who are kind of like, they both want it. They're both trying to figure out a way to get it somehow. And they're just like, they're fighting each other. They're fighting their own egos in a lot right. of ways. And they're ultimately up against male dominant America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's yeah. a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's super helpful. Every time, every time I go through and tell the story, I, it's, there's so many nuances, like the whole, you know, Jackie being friends with Randy Lovelace and that whole thing and her husband funding the, the testing. Like right. there's so many nuances to the story that it's not, it's unfortunately, but also amazingly, not as simple as like, women kept out of space because feminism hadn't happened yet, which is right. the typical way the story is told and why I wanted to tell the story better. It's why there are so many words. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also why it's 430 pages. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else is, is, is uh, it, it, it's a, it, a couple of other notes, exhaustive work as in like what they both went through in their lives. Um, and, and then kind of a question of like, what is the reward for all of that that they did? Um, and, and there's no, to me, there's like no clear, all of this was worth X, um, in yeah. their lives. It's more society and the impact that they made. And, and the fact that, you know, their story gets to be told, um, you know, through you now. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a really interesting element of writing this book because there is no clear, like happy ending. Right. It's reality. They get what they want. And and this is where like, I had people say like, but where's the end? And like, reality doesn't always just end. Sometimes things just kind of fizzle. Um, so it was really interesting to kind of bring it, like find a way to end a book in a way that felt satisfying while leaving it open that like this just didn't, it didn't really end. It just kind of went away. Um, so yeah, they, they both go through everything and, I think they both get what they wanted in a way. Neither got the space flight, obviously, but right. you know, they both got recognition for, for being experts in their field and stand up. I mean, Jackie had like, she could sink to the bottom of the Atlantic with the number of trophies she won. Right. I mean, she's just, sorry, I watched that. <laughs> um, you know, she won all the accolades. She won so many trophies. She's, she's a hugely accomplished pilot, more records than anyone when she died. Um, and Jerry, you know, didn't get the same amount of accolades, but she did still set records. She did win awards and she did have this 
um, she did have a, a certain level of success that she she kind of, you know, went forward with with her life. And there's something really interesting about Jerry in that, um, you know, Jackie, even though she wanted to fly in space, she was a pilot and she was not going to let not getting that stop her, you know, after after the, the whole court hearing and everything or the Senate hearing, rather, mm-hmm. yeah. she goes off and sets way more records. And right. Jerry kind of like leaves America because she's sad, yeah. but continues to identify as the first woman to have trained as an astronaut, which was never true in the first place. <laughs> so in a weird way, it's like Jerry got what she wanted and the ability to say that she was the first woman astronaut, even though it wasn't true. Right, right. Yeah, and, and, she's a and, very and weird character. <laughs> that, that whole uh, challenge of like, how do you write a book? Um, with with this set of facts and the resources that, th- that there are, um, I mean, the author's note it just comes right, cl- totally clear. That like, okay, this is the story. Now here is here are all the challenges and, and like yeah. <laughs> all, all the asterisks. So so I mean I mean how, uh, you mentioned in the author's note that it it could have been footnotes. It's how it began as footnotes, yeah. but it could have taken you out from from the experience. Yes, um, yeah, all the, the the quote unquote the versions, the yeah. version, the Jackie version, right? Yeah, I mean. I think that's that's something that anybody who deals with biography has to deal with because even if, if your subject's living and they tell you a story, they may misremember something. I mean, it happens. It's yeah. what humans do. It happens um, in reporting. <laughs> yeah, people who are alive, yes. I mean, it happens when you remember a conversation with a friend. I mean, yeah. this is just like what our, you know, our brains lose details. Yeah. So, you know, not only that, but I'm dealing with everybody in this book. Almost everybody that I wrote about has passed. So right. no one can verify things. No one can recall things. And um, it was really interesting reading, you know, you know, early in a book, always, you just kind of like, before we were even thinking about writing this book, just like I was actually asked to speak about this topic for a, a panel mm-hmm. four years ago. So I read a couple of books about them. And it's so interesting how different those accounts are of what I found in letters. So my, my like saving grace in all this is that Jackie is an epic rat. She kept every single thing super detailed and organized. And it's all in the Eisenhower Library because they were buddies. Because of course she's friends with Eisenhower, so I was able to kind of take take the the recollections in that other people have written that have done in interviews and all that stuff, and try to line it up with the actual words that they wrote at the time. Because there's something really beautiful about the letters, where like I have these exchanges of Jerry and Jackie writing little notes to each other in Paris in 1961. And like, I, I guarantee you neither of them would remember that now if they were alive, but like right. they did write these words and you can like, you can see the shortness in it. You can see how annoyed <laughs> they were. Um, I actually did speak to Janora Jessen who in the book is Janora Stumbach. And um, I had asked her a little, I forget exactly what we were talking. I'd have to go back and look at my notes, but I'd asked her something about, you know, why she felt like siding with Jackie in this, because it did kind of become a, whose side are you on? Is Jerry your representative or is Jackie your representative? Right. Um, and she, she's like, oh, I didn't really side with anybody. And I'm like, I, like, I don't want to do this, but I have a letter in which he said, I, I am on your side. You know, so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things, even sitting down with a woman who is, I mean, she's, she's lovely. I've actually met her at an event too. Um, and cool. she's, she's, you know, super with it, but like, you you forget those details. And I'm right. like, and I, I happen to have the original letter. So um, being able to kind of draw that stuff out made me figure out how to play those versions. Um, and like I said in the author's note, the, the decision to leave some of the, the versions in, like Jackie seeing the guy, Cecil Allen, beheaded at the Bendix race, she didn't see that happen. Right. But she wrote about it in both her memoirs with such conviction as though it was like this 
this moment, I I felt like considering she invented everything about herself, including her name, leaving in one of her falsehoods that doesn't actually change the story. It just like shows her as a badass, which is who she constructed herself to be. I thought that was fine. Right. But be honest with it in the author's note. Right. And in in the moment in that story, um, whether she saw it or not, isn't so important that it happened. And and you're like, wow, this is a serious risk, what she's doing (laughs) at this event. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of loved it in exactly that to like show up, how dark not show up, but like to to, uh, impress upon the reader how dangerous this is, what's at stake, and like how she viewed herself going into this race. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same with, with, um, with Jerry. And the big one is, you know, she... I mean, her memoir was totally a PR play. So, of course, it's going to be, you know, a little bit skewed for her. And she never mentions – actually, we updated this for the paperback because I I found some confirmed stuff after we finished the manuscript. Um, Jack Ford was indeed married. And not only that, his wife was co-owner of the business. So, like, they knew each other. There was a movie made about them (laughs) called The Lady Takes a Flyer about Uh about, uh, Jack and Mary Ford. And Jack Ford's character in the movie runs off with a young employee, which is probably meant to be Jerry. Um, And she leaves that out of her memoir. Of course. And the memoir, of course, came out after Jack Ford is dead. So no one's going to come out and say anything, Mm -hmm. which is so weird still. It is, the whole point was like, I, I want you to see her. I tried to get both elements of their, their younger lives to understand them as women, because I think that's really important to understanding how they approach women in space later on in the book. And I wanted you to kind of have those emotional arcs of like Jackie meeting Floyd and her like hard upbringing and then Jerry's romance and the heartbreak. And like, I wanted to humanize it. And I, I didn't really care if it was an affair so much as right. I cared that you found her to be a like palatable human being. Right, right. These, yeah. these are things that happen in the real world. Yeah. yeah and, and at the same time, sorry, just to add, like, yeah. they believed it. So you, part of it was also like, I want to honor how they saw themselves. Right. Because right. I, you know, it, part of it, as much as I want to get the story straight, I don't want to sit there and be like, and then she lied about this and she lied about <laughs> this. Like, I want to honor their memories and their accomplishments and leave you with like, Something, yeah, especially because I kind of tear Jerry apart in the end. <laughs> right, right, yeah. With that, with that Dewey Doolittle letter. Oh, God, I love that letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and they, and, and you know, it is their story as they see it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's it's human nature to sort of write your story yeah. in that way. So it's it's yeah. totally fair. And and once you get to the author's notes, like, okay, you know, I, yeah. you know, you really, it's you understand it. Um and I did it that way because it's a personal pet peeve of mine when you're right. writing something. It's like, no, no, no. But what would really happen or what would happen later? Yeah. Oh, no story. Don't right. take me out of it. So that's, that's the other reason I didn't want to bombard you during the text. Yeah, it's super useful. Um, and, 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 and releasing a book during a pandemic, how has that been for you? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's been bad. It's actually so we, we released on February 18th. Right. And yeah. America pretty well shut down by like, I feel like the la- the last time I went out and did anything was March four. Yeah, meeting March eighth was the last time, and I only because it was it was right after my birthday. Um, was March eighth went out for dinner, and I think that was the last time. So two weeks in, like I'd gone to an event, I had a reading here, I had a couple events in Canada where I'm from, and um, then everything kind of stopped. Yeah, and we had just like we just started going for like a radio tour or a satellite radio tour. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to kind of say like, well, we'll see how initial sales go before we start booking any more events and stuff to kind of like gauge interest and like nothing happened. Oh no. Yeah. And it's just been the ultimate, like, like I just spent three years and so many hours and, and time and energy and money and like emotions to create this thing. And it's just like 
floating in the void. Like right. it's been, it's actually been, it's actually been really hard. So I did the yeah. virtual book tour on my YouTube channel, which right. is not the same. Um, I can't do events. I can't do book signings. It's, it's been really hard. So we've been trying to get creative, which I believe, um, my publicist is the one that you, mm-hmm, you got the thing from. So, you know, I ended up bringing in a publicist to try to figure out like, how, how can I salvage the year right. a little bit professionally? Because, you know, as much as things will get back to normal and I, I know, you know, we, the world has been through things before we've come out of it, but um, a book is kind of old after it's been out for a few months. So like, I can't afford to wait two years right. on this. So it's, it's, it's been, it's been a very, it's been a challenge. Um, (laughs) It's been very hard, but I'm trying to kind of do everything I can think of to, to, you know, be ready when people want to read narrative nonfiction. That's not about viruses again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it is an excellent read or in my case, a listen, um, I totally know. Yeah, definitely. Anytime I can, I can do an audio book with the author reading. It is so valuable because like no one can read their own words like themselves, you know, that's actually when we sold the book, Mm-hmm. My agent and I, one of the first conversations I said, I was like, if there's an audiobook, I'm reading it and that's non-negotiable because right. they didn't, I didn't have the option to narrate my first audiobook. Okay. And yeah. everyone who listened to it, cause like I have a YouTube channel. People know yeah. what I sound like. Right. Yeah. Like it's jarring. Listen, listening to your <laughs> book, knowing your voice and having it be like a woman who doesn't pronounce German names the way oh, they're meant no. to be pronounced. I'm like, yeah. it's all about like Ken Brown and Ken and Minda and all that yeah. stuff. And it's just like, yeah. So that was one of my, my initial things with the audio book. Oh, well, go you. That's awesome. Um, all right. Uh, I, I'll, I'll ask a couple more questions. I'll, I'll let you go. Um, yeah, no worries. I'm not in a super, I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot too. No, I love it. I mean, it's what we're here for. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> As I, I host podcasts and one is just me and my co-host and then the one's an interview podcast. And I, yeah. my biggest struggle is not to be the the largest sound file on the interview podcast. <laughs> I'm used to having to host on my own. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I've got a seven-year-old daughter and we're kind of like watching and I've got, I've got a three-year-old son. So I've got, uh, with a boy and a girl, um, for my daughter, I'm super sensitive to, um, you know, how I raise her and how I introduce her to the world. And, and, you know, even though it's unfair, the challenges that my son and my daughter will have, you know, um, I, I really want to set my daughter up for success and, you know, raise voices that I feel will do that and everything. Um, this book is one that I think I'll expose her to when she's ready. Um, she's super into space right now because of just seeing, like she's gone to uh, two rocket launches now and she's like, that's awesome. It, it is awesome. <laughs> when my son sees uh, planet earth, you know, from afar, he says, that's where daddy yeah. lives. I'm like, yeah, that's where we all live, but, but that's he gets awesome. the space aspect of it. But, yeah. Um, but that's so neat. But like, um, you know, kind of aside from sales and everything, like what, what is one of your goals for this book and these stories, you know, that, that made you want to write them and, and tell them? Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of exactly what you were just saying. I, I'm, uh, I was excited once I kind of started digging into the story to see how nuanced it was because right. it's a really, I, I love that it's a story that it's, it's about women and it's very women forward, but it's not girly. Right. If that makes sense. Like I'm, I really want to write a story that just feels human because at the end of the day, we are all humans. And I, I would love to be able to tell stories that are just like really cool human accomplishments. So finding this book, that's about two remarkable women um, for whom, you know, the men are the secondary characters, even though like LBJ had to be in there for various reasons and John Glenn, but like John Glenn exists in the story within Jackie's orbit. And I think it was, I really loved finding a book that's about this like amazing, strong, powerful woman 
it's not about finding a husband. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> they both have romance stories. They both, like, you know, they, they of course, they, they have human lives. But at the end of the day, it's about their careers. It's about wanting to be the best versions of themselves they can be, whether or not that's inventing part of themselves and pushing their careers as much as they can, which I think no matter who you are, I would like to think that it can be inspirational. Yeah. I think I think Jackie's hugely inspirational in spite of her flaws um, for really taking control of herself and her life and making her who she wants to be. And I, you know, growing up, I, I looked to the Apollo astronauts as kind of my own inspiration not because it wasn't like, oh, cool, men did all this stuff. It was like, no, people did this. Right, and it was right. never for me, personally, it was never, you know, oh, I need a female role model too. It was the, sure. the, the human element, the accomplishment. Um, but being able to bring a, a female-heavy story that's right in that vein to the floor, I think, is is really important. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I like to think that I, I hit that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one, one of the, the ways that you characterized Jackie, I, I, it really hit me, was um, she's this incredibly brave pilot doing things that are, you know, for, for the average person, just insane. Yeah. Um, she's also extremely feminine and she yeah. wants to embrace that even as she advances as a pilot, you know, yeah. it's like you, you can be all the things if that's who you yeah. are. You know, And that's actually one element that I, I was really firm in keeping that in the book, even if it's just peppered in here and there yeah. because women and like, you know, I'm, I've, unfortunately your daughter's probably going to come up against this as well. I mean, right. maybe not because you're aware of it, but I think all women, once they're, if they do pursue kind of a more male dominant field, mm-hmm. you have this thing where you're meant to be either smart or feminine. Right. I have literally had people email me and tell me they would take me more seriously in my videos if I didn't wear lipstick. Oh my God. And it's just like, I don't understand why. And, and as you can see, I've just, I've decided to fully lean into it and just right. wear dresses and yeah. fully go, um, cause that, that's authentic to my personality and my style. And I, I want to stop making it that you don't take a woman seriously if she's also feminine, because right. it doesn't mean that I can't also lead. <laughs> right. And that's, and it's, it is this thing that we're, we're still dealing with and having a woman in the thirties who yeah. started to break that down and granted her branding fell apart a little bit when she got a little bit age conscious in the fifties, <laughs> but having this woman that did this in the thirties and we're still having the same conversations. It's actually, I think it's almost worse now because we're, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's a challenge, yeah, but it's, it's an it's element of problem yet. It's, it's really not. Yeah. It's, yeah. I feel like Amelia Earhart was such a known figure that made like the masculine, the more masculine styled career woman, I, I, it sounds really bad to say it, but like it made that kind of woman okay. Right. Whereas like now the, the like career focused woman is supposed to also be like the super mom. Like there's, it's all like women are always supposed to be so many things, but also not serious if they are. I actually yeah. been reading some papers about like women are considered warm and kind, but men are considered trustworthy. Mm. Same level of credentials and a topic. And it's, it's, there's an inherent bias that there's, that hasn't got away. Yeah, following social issues that that I mean, as a white male, following social issues that don't necessarily affect me directly, but 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 affect people I love and care about, is is such an obsession. And you know, all I can do is be empathetic and 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 try and you know uh, spread knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and and so and picking that out from your book, it was just like, okay, this is for me. You know, the space thing is 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 the introduction. Um, you know, these these stories aren't stories that I know, and so having learned mm-hmm. them is great. Um, but then that aspect of it was just so for me. I loved it. So. Cool. 
I'm really glad you did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I will be singing the praises of your book and, and having uh, more people check it out. Um, I hope when everything is back to normal, you get to um, have a second stab at, at uh, promoting this thing in, in a normal way. Well, we've got the, uh, the paperback is actually coming out in February, which is exciting. Um, so we're looking to probably do another campaign around the paperback release. It's got, it's got updated with new research, which is really just that I incorporated uh-huh. Jack Ford's marriage, but okay. um, kind of hoping that uh, maybe by February, things will be a little bit opened up a bit more. If you know that, how many months is that? That's a little, little under six months. Maybe we can get a vaccine out by then. Maybe yeah. things will start being, you know, socially distanced events will be kind of more regular if that needs to be the case. So I'm hopeful that the next round will be a little bit better. All right, everyone, that was our episode for Space Time for this week. I hope you enjoyed. And if you guys want more episodes, make sure you guys subscribe to us on Overcast, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you guys listen to them. And if you guys really enjoyed the episode, we enjoyed talking to all these people. Make sure you guys leave a like or review. We appreciate all of them. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.